Yeah, I don't want to stop with the series, but we have to. So uh, next week we're meeting again one more time here. So hopefully you can be here to celebrate what the Lord has done in the last three years. Can you believe it? We've been here for three years and almost 500 decisions have been made through Amen. what's been Amen. happening. Amen. Amen. Come on. So glory to God. He has bigger things than ourselves. And that's the beautiful thing because you can build your empire, but when you sacrifice and serve God, He can do so much greater than what you can do with your own skills and talents and things. And so we truly believe that. And God set the church in motion when He came to the earth and He started the church through Peter. And then God has given us the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, to strengthen us, to give us wisdom, to lead us so that we can bring others closer to Jesus. And the church is God's plan A. Yeah. Church is not just uh, a man's idea, although people have formatted church to be a certain way. And every church is different. And we are glad that you like this church and the way we do things because we believe church is like a family. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, every family is different. And I, I don't love it, but uh, my kids will compare, you know, what other kids get to do in other homes. And be like, but, but this person gets to do that. I'm like, that's their family. Mm -hmm. Go live with them then. <laughs> you definitely don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I said it in a more loving way. Definitely but don't say that. Every yeah. church is unique and every church has pros and cons. Every church has their own style. But we're just happy that you have decided to be part of Next Level Church. And that's... Uh, something that we celebrate, we pray for you as your pastors, that's one of our responsibilities. But we're so privileged that God has given us such amazing people that we can build kingdom with. Because mm -hmm. we're in this for life, we're in this until Jesus comes back. And we want to run with people who have that heart. Mm -hmm. So church is God's plan A. And you and I have unique responsibilities and unique giftings and and it's such a privilege to be on the front line. I'm so not used to sitting and preaching, so it's just a little different because I cannot move around and you can stand do up. my things. But, but uh, one of the things we want to talk about is the invitation God has given us is to share the hope that we have to others. One-on-one. Mm -hmm. -on -one. Or what we do here is we celebrate and we gather together, we preach the Word of God as a group, as a community, as a congregation. But you and I are invited to bring that hope to others one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, when we started this church three years ago now, one of the things that was really in Pastor Dee's heart and where he wanted to go is making it a place where you come as you are. No matter what your day looked like the night before, your day looked like, the, the night before looked like, or what your morning looked like, you are welcome to walk into this place as you are. And I think that is so important in this culture, in, this, in the way the world is going with social media. It, everything's out there. You can hear a message any time of the day, but community in person hits different. You know what I mean? Your smile in person hits different. Seeing an emoji on a phone hits different, right? So we wanted to build a place where people can feel that you're wanted and you're needed and that you feel part of a family. And I think that's why it's so important that yes, we are moving um, and we wanted to share as we close off the series on We The Church that we make up the church. Every single person that's here that was online that can't make it today, 
um, we make up this body of Christ. And it is part of our calling in God to continue reaching out to the people that are around us in our inner circles, in our circles around us. And so in two weeks, is it two weeks? Two weeks? We move. So next week we're here. This is our last week here. Um, we're off on the long weekend. And we're last week, next week. Yeah, next, last, next weekend we're last week, is our last week. The week after that is September 4th, long weekend. And the Saturday, Sunday after that, which is like the 8th, nope, the 11th, yep. we will be in our new building. So 9-11 will be in our new building. <laughs> Let's make it a good day. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that'll be at our new building. So I would like to share church is not a place you go to. It's a place that you belong, but you're also the church. And we're a church when we gather together, but we're also individual body of Christ as we're following his footsteps in uh, reaching people for the law. So I want to share with you just some practical things, how we can share the love of Jesus with others. Because we are called to reach people with Jesus, but how many of us get freaked out with just with the idea of sharing the gospel with others? Mm-hmm. Just me? Nope, I do too. We are, we are invited to share the hope with others, but how do we do that one-on-one? So the mechanic that you go to, the person that serves coffee at Thames, uh, the person uh, you know, at the grocery store that you see every day. You see them every day, but we're so good at small talk, isn't it? But God wants us to have uh, God wants us to reach them and that's the reason maybe that that's why they're in your day-to-day meet, meeting. You encounter them daily for a reason. Okay, so just follow with me because sometimes my sentences are like <laughs> fragmented or run-on sentences. What I'm saying is the reason why you see them daily or almost daily is maybe God has put them in your life for a reason. Mm-hmm. So Grocery store, Tim Hortons, mechanic. There are people that God put them in your life so that you can impact their life somehow. And it, it, it's good, you know, what, what is small talk? Number one, what's the best small talk? How's the weather? How's the weather? Nicole, how's the weather? Those of you who watch Pink Panther, no? Any uh, Steve Martin fans, no? <laughs> Nicole, how's the weather today? <laughs> we talk about the weather. What else? Politics. How's life? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How's your weekend? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Some don't even wait. You know our old uh, center manager, Tom Walsh? We're not live. We're not live. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. And he's gone for good now. Sorry. But uh, small talk. From small talk, I'm going to give you, I'm going to break it down. First is small talk, then it's personal talk. So mm-hmm. once you have a little bit of friendship, then you're like, hey, do you have kids? Uh, sometimes that can go really well, sometimes that can go really bad. Um, or you can ask things like, uh, you know, a little bit more personal, like, where you got that haircut? That's a really cool haircut. Hey, you dress really good. Where do you go shopping? So that's personal talk. Get them to open up a little bit. So small talk, say after me, small talk. Personal talk, say after me. Small talk, personal talk. That means repeat. Small talk, <laughs> personal talk, 
And the third one is spiritual talk. This is where we like, hey, do you believe in God? Do you have a faith? So there, we're not trying to shove Jesus down their throat. We're just like trying to figure out, do they have any spirituality in their life? Like where are they at in faith? That's all you're doing. You're not trying to make it awkward. Because I've been too forward sometimes, too eager to share Jesus with people that have built the friendship for over years. But then they don't, they don't want to. Mm-hmm. If you're too aggressive, they'll just tune you out. Like my neighbors stopped talking to me because the opportunity I got, I just went at it. How can you come to church? I accept Jesus or you, or you go to hell. That's not what you did. <laughs> Short version. No. Yeah. So, so you're just trying to, so small talk, personal talk, spiritual talk. You're trying to just to get a grid for where they are at in life. Mm-hmm. So you talked about normal things and then they open up talk about a little bit personal things and now spiritual things and then finally is the gospel talk if they want to talk about Jesus now you opened up you've gotten to know them you've done the spiritual grid to find out where they're at now it's the gospel talk and if they're open to it they will ask more questions and you can introduce Jesus as your best friend and how Jesus has impacted your life uh, and even you know, you can t- share a testimony and I'm going to break that down in a minute as well. Do you want to add to it? Yeah, and I think sometimes, you know, we get so worked up on what do we say. And sometimes I think that's where we get so caught up on, oh my goodness, my goal is to invite them to church. But really, if, if you're looking at it, is you being present in that moment is also your light in, is also the way in. And some people just want your presence. You might not know what to say, but God will open up the position, will open up the conversation if you're just there. And I think right now with the way it's so easy to text and be like, hey, I am here, but it's via text only. Um, And sometimes people love that because they're good with the texting back and forth. But some people want the one-on-one FaceTime. And knowing the relationship that you're in with that person, you will be able to drive out how you can have those personal, whatever you just said, personal and your high-level conversations so that you can share the God, you can share God more organically versus then making it a checklist. Okay, did I say this? Did I say this? Did I say that? Um, But having the framework... But knowing in your heart that you're being there for them no matter what they're going through. Because at the end of the day, you're called to love on people. No matter where they're at, no matter what they're going through, we're called to love on people. And I think from there, the church will grow naturally. Because once you bring them into church, now it's these people here that is calling this place home that will bring and invite them in. And so we all play a part on how we make someone feel at home. We all have, like my, uh, my left hand doesn't do what my right hand do. The way I reach people is definitely different than the way Pastor D does. And the way I smile at people is definitely different than the way Nithi does. Nithi smiles with her whole face. You know what I mean? Like you can just see a difference. But everybody has um, a way of reaching people. And it, it, it looks different in everybody. So, 
When we are understanding that no matter what we go through, we call this home, we're able to walk in the purpose that God has called us to do. And sometimes we look at like, what's my purpose? What do I do? It's interesting because yesterday we watched the movie called Soul. Have you guys seen Soul? And at the end, you know, this little thing is like, what's my purpose? But the thing is for us, our purpose is to love God and share God right? Love Jesus and share Jesus, no matter what it looks like, no matter what you're going through. Your presence is your ministry. If that's what it is in the season, it is what it is. Share God where you are at. You're not meant to be perfect in any way. Just share God by being present. Yeah, so share your testimony. Yeah. Share your testimony. And uh, that can be very mysterious like how do i share my testimony have you heard people share their testimony and they just tell you the entire life story like from the time they were like conceived you know uh, to like you know what and you're like oh my gosh like is there an end to the story like it's like never ending so when we say share your testimony let me give you uh just three steps um because when you are sharing your testimony with somebody you don't have to give them your entire life story. So number one, the, the, the first thing you do when you're sharing a testimony, so I'm gonna give you three words to share your testimony, okay? Share your, sharing your testimony in three words. Number one, my life before Christ was blank. You can write this down, because it'll help you when you're trying to share a testimony. Write this down. My life before Christ was, fill in the blank. So, for example, for me, my life before Christ was hopeless. Alright? For you, it might be something else. It might be, you know, rebellious. Second thing, second word you would share is, I came to know Christ through, so write that down. I came to know Christ through, so you just write there what happened, maybe a camp or a service, or for me, it was a, a personal encounter with Jesus on my own, really. So that's your second word. So first is hopeless, second is personal encounter. Those are my words. So I don't know what it is for you. And thirdly, write this down, my life after Christ is, write that down. My life after Christ is, for me it's purposeful. So my three words are hopeless, personal encounter, purposeful. That's all I have to remember when I'm sharing my faith with somebody else. That's it. I don't don't have to be like, yeah, I was born in the village back, you know, in 1995, and... <laughs> 1995. It's not true. Sometimes we embellish. <laughs> and maybe you have a crazy testimony. Maybe you don't. Like, I have something happen and an encounter with Jesus. But for her, it's pretty calm. Like, she just went to church, and she loves Jesus, and... That's, that's it. So don't feel like it has to be like an epic Hollywood production. Like your testimony doesn't have to be a blockbuster. Like nobody cares. Just be like, what really happened before? Mm-hmm. My life before Christ was hopeless. I came to know Christ through camp or whatever. My life after Christ is purposeful, mm-hmm. whatever. Right? So these are the three words that you can share part of your sentence. So then the person who is listening to your story, to your testimony, that's what we mean, is now intrigued to ask more questions 
and then you can go into more details. So what we're trying to say is engage with people. Don't avoid people. Share your story in a nutshell and so that it creates interest and they want to know more about it. And it's about having a variety of conversation. And then after that, you wrap it up. You invite them to welcome Jesus into their heart if they are open to that. You connect them to a church or invite them to your church. Because we don't, we don't need to force people to come to our church. The church is God's. Amen? So we want to bring people to Jesus and then wherever they need to go to church, they can go there and we will help them find a church if they're out, out of the range of our church. Cool? Mm -hmm. So that's how you share personally. We want to demystify and like, oh, I'm not an evangelist. I don't, I don't do... No, just share your story in three words. Go ahead. So that's one-on-one -on -one evangelism. That was very helpful for me when I was putting this together. And we're going to do more of a training on evangelism and all that in September, October. We're partnering up with really good um, uh, organizations and things like that. So we would love for you to continue you know, to be engaged in that. So that's personal one-on-one -on -one evangelism. Now I want to talk about four steps of prayer evangelism. Prayer evangelism. Can you turn with me to Luke 10? Luke 10, verse 5. Luke 10, verse 5. So prayer evangelism. Sometimes people may not be open to hearing anything about God. But there's a method that you can use. So this is a, another option, is prayer and evangelism. So Luke 10, verse 5. It says, whenever you enter someone's home, first say, may God's peace be on this house. So the first step is bless them rather than curse them. Speak peace and blessing in Jesus' name. That's the first step. Second one is verse 7. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. So in other words, fellowship with them rather than avoiding them. So reach out, build friendship with those that are like you, that are different than you. Fellowship with them rather than avoiding them. The first thing is you bless them. Yeah. Not personal. Yeah, and I think that kind of aligns with bringing it back to the church. You know, we learn in rows on Sundays, but we grow in circles, which is groups. Um, and so it is so important. I know we're always like, you know, we're friends, we're this and that, but we grow in groups. And so connect groups, like sipping the word, is about you coming together with the purpose of learning about God's word. Right? Like, yes, friendship is 100% important. And that's why these groups, you will have time to connect with each other after. But we learn in rows on Sundays, and we connect, and we grow in groups. Mm -hmm. And so whatever you're going through, whatever it is, find a group that you can connect with. Because then you grow together in that group. And it's more than just um, a Sunday. That's right, yeah. So these connect groups are there. We're going to have team nights more regularly. We're going to have leadership training, leadership labs, creative labs. So it's going to be really wonderful things happening. Um, so bless them rather than cursing them. Yeah. 
fellowship with them rather than avoiding them. Minister to their felt needs. Minister to them rather than judging them. That's verse 9. Heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. So pray for them, minister to them, identify any visible needs that they have and, and meet those needs in a tangible way. And I think going with that, iron can only sharpen iron when iron is present. Do you get that? So you can only sharpen someone else if you're sharp yourself. And I think that's so key. It's so, you need to, for yourself, okay, that's why it, it comes down to you. You can only sharpen someone else when you are in that position that you feel that you know who you are. And that's why it is God called you. And it's so important to know who God called you to be versus then somebody else calling you to be. And, and it's like, that's why I keep going back to social media because as soon as you flip through, it's like it puts this whole image on you sometimes. It depends on who you follow, okay? It, puts, it can put on an image of you that, cannot, that might not be true. But if you're following how God sees you and the vision and the, the calling God has on your life and the word of God in your life, you'll be naturally able to sharpen someone else because you're following and you're fully in God's love. So you can sharpen someone else. Yeah, that's right. So walk with Jesus every day. Uh, let Jesus be your best friend. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's not like, oh my gosh, I'm a Christian now. I have to do all this. No. Love Jesus. You know, spend quality time with Him. As He ministers to you, He will change your heart. He will transform you. The Holy Spirit yeah. will equip you as you read God's Word. You know, I don't know if I shared this already, but like doing the devotion uh, on the phone is great. I recommend that. I even suggest to you guys. But then in this season, I need to go back. I feel like God is taking me back just to analog Bible studies and analog devotion. So I have my paper devotion. Nidhi got me a really nice one. I still use it. Um, and then the Bible. Because I, it's good to hear all these preachings and all these content. It's like content overload and then you watch too much of it and then you're confused and then, you know, like you're like, mm -hmm. just go to the basics. Like if there's too much going on and we spend too much time on the screen anyways. I shared with you the, the surveys. People spend four hours uh, watching every day uh, on, in addition to their work mm -hmm. screen time. So... Just cut out the distractions and just go plain and simple at the feet of Jesus. Pray, communicate, talk to Him and He will give you that passion. Because the truth is, Jesus is coming back. And we got to be the, like those wise virgins who were ready with oil in their lamps. We don't want to run out. We don't want to lose our faith. We don't want to backslide. But we want to bring more people into the kingdom of God. And so that's why evangelism may be a word that you might relate to in different ways from growing up in church or not. But the truth is, all of us are called to be evangelists. You know, Saul became Paul. Ananias prayed for Paul and then he got healed. So, in other words, we are called to be witnesses for Christ. We are called to uh, uh, share the love of Jesus. We are called to restore others. We are called to bring peace. And that all starts with the burden in our hearts. And the right way to get passion is by spending time with Jesus. Yeah. So that is so key. And that takes on the mentality of family. So family, when we look at it, is not just concerned about me. Family is concerned about we. Yeah. It's about the fullness. It's about everyone. It's not only about me. It's not a sales pitch either. You know, you're not trying to like get bonus points with Jesus. He loves you. 
whether you serve him or not, he loves you. Whether you tithe or not, he loves you. No matter what, even if you mess up, as long as we are conscientious and and realize that our time on this earth is limited. I want my friends and family to come to heaven, and so I want to be ready to give the hope of Jesus mm-hmm. any way possible with sensitivity, with wisdom and understanding, uh, not being pressured, but but to but to share the love of Jesus because time is at hand and we have limited time. Mm-hmm. Um, even the ants in in Proverbs it talks about the ants being storing up food early. Like that, we got to live with purpose to win souls for Jesus. And uh, you know, God will come with us. As we take steps of faith, God will come with us. We're physically moving church buildings because we know God is with us and He's coming with us. When you're trying to start a conversation, and I always talk about this old man at the, at the Tim's because I am always, every day, trying to go the next, the next step and have a little bit more conversation because the time is at hand and God will come with us. Mm-hmm. And... Last time I spoke to him, a few days ago, I, at the end of the conversation, I wanted to say, God bless you, and walk away, but I hesitated. But the man said, God bless you to me. I'm like, I'm a little embarrassed, Lord, but thank you. <laughs> like, I should have said it, but he yeah. said it. So, God will come mm-hmm. and, and be with you as you partner with him to catch more fish. It's about partnership. Um, you know, there, there's so many stories in the Bible we can, we can talk about, but Acts 13, 47, it talks about, this is, this is the last verse before we wrap up, about letting our light shine. We are shining for Jesus. We're not shining for our own glory, or like I said, building our own empire. All of that will fade, fade away. Rust and moth and thieves uh, will, will, will destroy everything on this earth, and stock market, everything. At the end of the day, what remains is the kingdom of God. It's the love of God. Mm-hmm. And you and I are called to shine His light. Yeah. We need to shine it. Yeah. Are you still going on that? No, you can, go ahead. Because when we shine the light, it shows the dust. And it shows the areas that need to be changed. And uh, we don't have to go show off and be like, Hey, guess what? I got the light and you got issues. Let me just shine on your dust and your dirt <laughs> and expose you. No. Well, like, okay. that's. Yeah. Let me pray with you. Or, you know what, let me connect you with a counselor. Or let me fast with you, you know. Let me invite you to my church. Oh, you're not into that? Let me find you another church that you might... It's all about connecting people to Jesus because we are the light of the world. Yeah. So, I know he's wrapping up the whole evangelistic part of it. But coming back to the church... So yes, now what happens? You bring them to church, what happens? So next level church, we have overseers. We have people that we are accountable to. It's not just like willy-nilly and straws. Um, There are people that we have accountability to. And we believe in there's many ways to reach people. And that's why I love Swipe Right because it is totally outside of the church walls. You know what I mean? These things have to be talked about. And if we cannot partner with that to make sure it happens, that in some way, shape, or form, we've missed a mark. And that doesn't mean that we all got to be walking in the way that Michelle and Kiana are walking. We have a different way on way God's are call- the way God is calling us. So how we want it to be is a hub to change things up, to change the way culture is in this day and age, 
to being Jesus in this culture and shine the light. Not going, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the swipe right conversation could have gone in many ways, in different ways, wrong. (laughs) So many ways it could have gone wrong. But it was planted in the word of God. It was planted, there was a purpose on it to start conversations that are not always exposed to. So even the the basketball thing, like it's being creative in where God placed you and knowing that no matter what it is, we keep moving and we keep being creative. So we have overseers that make sure that we are preaching the word of God. When you bring people in here, you're not just bringing them into this building, you're bringing them into a culture that is transforming people for Jesus. So our vision is bring people closer to Jesus no matter what it is. That's what we're doing. Um, we're not here to judge. We're not here to tell you what to do, but just to bring you closer to Jesus in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, and if we're your pastors, then we will challenge you because that's our responsibility, not just to pray for you, but we will challenge you lovingly, but it's up to you to give us the permission to do that. Yeah. Um, and so we believe in every single one of you, and, and we know that God has placed greatness in you. In your life, in your hands, God has placed greatness. And we see that in the story of the five loaves and two fishes, Mm -hmm. where the boy brought his lunch to Jesus. And Jesus did the miracle with what the boy had in his hands. There, he's showing you what the loaves look like. And it could be Madeline cakes, which I love. But... I want to ask you, what is it in your hand that the Lord has given you? Let's stand together. There's opportunity. God has placed in your hands. There is people that God has placed in your circle. There's resources God has given you. There's skills God has given you. I want to... Let's welcome the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what is it that God has given you. Because God wants you to reach others for Him and to bring them into a loving church family like ours so that they can flourish, so they can be fruitful, so they can be known, loved, and challenged. And so today, take this moment right now and ask the Lord, Lord, what is it that you've given me? What is the one step that I can take today to bring people closer to you? Come Holy Spirit. Lord, give us more of the heart of Jesus so that our heart breaks when we see people that don't know you. Help us, God, to share our testimony simply with those three words. To be sensitive, to be wise. God, remove the fear out of us from sharing your love with somebody else. Church, can you declare that this morning? God, remove the fear out of me. Repeat after me, church. God, remove the fear out of me from sharing your love with others. Yes, God. Lord, use us as your vessel. Church, let's open up our hands and say, Lord, use me as your vessel. God, I want to see my friends and my family encounter you, God. 
our cousins and nephews and moms and dads and siblings and our co-workers and the cashiers and everybody that we encounter God. God, give us the courage to step out of our comfort zones, to have compassion. Lord, we have you when we go through difficult times. We can rely on you. We can depend on you. Our hope is in you. Our faith is in you. But there are people in this world who don't know Jesus, who do, who do, do not have that hope. God, let our hearts be moved with passion and compassion. Move us to action so that through our personalities that you've given us that we can reach people for you, God. That we can add more people to heaven. Help us. Next Global Church exists to make Jesus famous. We exist to preach the gospel, to sharpen each other. If that's you, put your hand on your heart. Nobody's looking. I'm not going to be on the spot, but just respond somehow. Some of you are crying out, Lord, I need your strength to get through this transition in my personal life. If that's you, let me pray for you right now. God, you see my brothers and sisters. Lord, they are your children. God, I thank you because you promised us that your grace is sufficient for us. That God, that you give us the, the goodness of who you are, your mercy, your loving kindness, your grace, the amount that we need for every day, God. So help us, God, to let go of old baggages, to cut out from old patterns. God, through your grace, through your supernatural power, through our church community, through our connect groups, Father, I pray that you would help our brothers and sisters to let go of the old and to walk in your freedom today, God, in your goodness, in your joy, in your peace. God, I thank you because our peace is not dependent on our circumstances, but our peace is found in you. Knowing that you got us. Knowing that you hold us. Whether we've been 100% perfect Christians or not, most of us have not. All of us have failed. But God, you still love us. You still have a purpose and a plan for our lives. So God, I pray for my brothers and sisters who are going through the fire right now, through the storm, Help them, God, not to give up, but to know that you're going before us and that you're with us. So God, as we worship one more time, I pray, Lord, that you would renew our hearts, renew our minds, renew our love for Jesus. 
so that we can love Jesus more and love our neighbors more. Let's worship God.